Welcome to The Behaviorist. Tonight, we're recording an impromptu episode for our beloved clients because we can't call you all from our hotel in New York City. We want to talk about leading through crisis. And one of the things that happened this week, we had our Work Wisdom Academy, and the, the topic for the Academy was authentic leadership. And we had the leaders read an article called The Authenticity Paradox. Did you read that article? Kevin? You know, I read part of it, but I certainly heard the read, the leaders talk about it. Yeah, it seemed to resonate with everyone, and it definitely did with me because it talked about this idea of being authentic and upfront and how sometimes that can be a problem. That's why Paradox is in the title. But one of the leaders that was interviewed for the article talked about how she had this new job and she was really nervous about it and she expressed that to her new direct reports and she she really thought that it was important to be upfront and to be authentic and honest and so she told them her new employees how scared she was and how good of a job she wanted to do and she needed their help and it really backfired Mm. how did it backfire they lost trust or yeah they didn't they didn't trust her and they she lost credibility okay and so when we were talking about it even after the academy jamie was talking about how yeah you want to be authentic you want to be upfront, but you need a plan yeah so i think what's happening in the world Mm -hmm. this idea of a crisis probably is more real more present for some of our clients even for work wisdom there are things that we need to think about so we thought this topic of leading through crisis would be really important mm-hmm. to talk about. Yeah, I think it is so important right now. I like I like what you're saying about the authenticity paradox, and you know, I know that the word authenticity um, has been debated even mm-hmm. within the Work Wisdom Academy mm-hmm. uh, student body around. You know, sh- should we aspire to be authentic? Is authentic positive? How is authentic different than sincere? I I think the important thing to think about in that authenticity paradox article is that, yes, we can show our vulnerability, but we do need a plan. If we are leading, especially if we're leading through crisis, it is our responsibility to provide our followers, our peers, those around us, with a concrete, hopeful, creative, solid plan. And so as I've been thinking about what kind of advice we can be giving to our clients this week in particular, I've been thinking about um, how do we help them create a, a, a concrete plan, um, even if it's a, a baby plan, just right. a, a quick a quick wins kind of plan, but one that understands the overall company strategy, really leans into the differentiators of your company, and then responds contextually to what's happening in the economy or in the environment. So I think that um, with, with 
a short amount of time if we as leaders have done our work in understanding what our winning aspiration is, understanding what our big questions are, understanding what our differentiators are, and absorbing the context of the economy, the environment, then we can fairly quickly come up with a way that we can pivot so that we can um, provide a contextual hopeful plan. And, and then, and then of course, articulating that clearly right. um, and quickly to, to our teams. I think that is the first part of leading through chaos that I, I just want all of our clients to be thinking about. How do we create this contextual um, plan that leans into our differentiators that sees, sees opportunity even? Okay, wow. Okay, so that's your first tip. Yeah, that that would be one thing that I would say. A lot of our clients, um, you know, what's happening in the economy, as well as in in, in the health of the country, both both are crises in right. different ways, and mm-hmm. they're certainly interrelated. So I think. Um, you know, there's some uncertainty as well. There's, so there's what we know, and then there's sort of the wisdom of unknowing and how we hold the tension while we're moving through this. But at least we can make small, concrete plans that we we transparently articulate to our team. So I think that's the first part. The second part that I've been thinking about for our clients has so much to do with resonance and how we as leaders resonate with with our teams um, because of our open loop limbic systems because we are emotionally contagious and because we as leaders have um, greater weight in our contagion than do others I think it's incredibly important for us to stay self-aware about how we are showing up and how what kinds of wavelengths we are putting out to those around us. Do you think when it's a crisis that that becomes even more key? I do. Yeah, yeah I think that um, because people are looking for answers. Right. And they, they want... Uh, we were talking to an, a client today and um, the, the, the teams... Uh, are feeling even more vulnerable. And so it's one of the most important times in a leader's career where they can show up as um, authentic Mm -hmm. with a plan, hopeful, Mm -hmm. um, realistic, and um, affiliative, um, and, and still visionary. Um, but again, realistically visionary, I think is really important. So, so I think leaders need to make sure that they are doing the work that they need to be doing in terms of uh, resonating and not becoming dissonant. Um, so making sure that they are sending out the right kinds of positive vibes. And if they start to slip into sacrifice syndrome because of what's happening with the crisis, that they quickly um, tap into the renewal cycle that we, we've read about. Um, Richard Boyatzis talks about and Annie McKee, where, where you go to mindfulness, you go to hopefulness um, and you go to compassion for yourself and for others in order to renew so that you can go back to a place where you're resonating in a positive way 
um, which is inspiring for others. I think the other part of resonant leadership at this point is you're just praying to God that all that work you've done to establish a psychologically safe team has worked. Yeah. <laughs> because this is when you need a team that um, is fearless mm-hmm. and is willing to speak up and willing to point out um, mistakes and, and give and receive feedback in, in rapid fire. And mm-hmm. so you need to make just make sure that you have those really high levels of psychological safety. So so I would say that's the second thing that we really want to be checking in on ourselves right now as we're leading through crisis is that we are doing the work that we need to do, the emotional hand washing that we need to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe wash those emotions twice. Yeah, um, you just know, like the... Yeah, just like our hands. Yeah. Um, so that when we're showing up, that we are resonating in all of the right ways. Um, you know, I also was thinking about resonant leadership. Part of resonant leadership is that we are democratic in our decision making. And if you talk to me, you know, m- most days of the year. I, I'm all about being as democratic as possible, getting as many people to weigh in on all the options and having long collaborative discussions. This is one of the times that I believe that having high competing in your toolbox is so critical. So when there's a crisis, it's essential that a leader feels comfortable going high assertive um, and maybe even a little less cooperative than normal just yeah. because time is of the essence. Yeah. So you know, we teach all five styles of how to manage differences and and we don't always spend a lot of time on helping people learn how to be high competing, but absolutely this is one that we need to pull out in times like this. Okay. So that's your third tip. That's really good. Do you have any others? That's sort of my second tip. It kind of goes along with resonant leadership. Yeah. And just, you know, resonance usually has to do with being democratic, but um, in this case, I kind of think that's you know, you, you want to shift a little to the left if you think in terms of that grid and, and you want to go a little more high competing than collaborative um, just because time is so critical. So I guess the other thing that I've been thinking about as I've coached other leaders through crisis, I'm thinking back to, to the, the recession of 2007 and eight, and, and a, a leader in particular who had to just be responsible for lots of layoffs and it was just incredibly hard on that business and and I remember the advice that I gave him then was to think 10 years out to go 10 years into the future and then do back casting where you could look 10 years back on yourself and you could think about you know if a reporter were to be interviewing you 10 years from now and asking you about some crucible moment in your leadership and you're reflecting on, on this this crisis, what would you tell that reporter that you were proud of in how you managed that crisis? So I guess in terms of the clients that we work with right now who are experiencing the current crisis in a variety of ways, I'd really want them to take themselves to 2030 
And I, I want them to think about when that reporter asks them to reflect back to this crisis in yeah. 2020, um, whether whether it's Corona or it's it's the recession or or all the cancellations or whatever's happening. Um, and and when that reporter asks you, you know, what were you proud of in how you managed that leadership crisis? You'll you'll notice that you'll have some clues because, you know, even when I'm thinking about myself and I'm thinking about um, leading through this crisis for work wisdom, I I think about what I'd like to tell that reporter in ten years, and I'd love to tell her, you know, boy, we were really creative mm. in how we reshaped the company, um, and we were really helpful and and agile. And we figured out how to bond together in order to weather that crisis. And we came out of that crucible a completely different company, Um, you know, still had the same values. But boy, did we have different Mm. methods by the time we got to the other side of that crisis. So so those, I guess, are my tips that I'd like to, um, you know, hopefully those can be helpful for some of our clients when they're trying to lead through crisis this week or this year, you know, thinking about how do we create a concrete plan that's hopeful, creative, solid, even mm. if it's even if it's short, you know, how do they also make sure that they're resonating, um, doing that emotional hand washing, doing that renewal, um, you know, praying that that psychological <laughs> safety has really taken hold and maybe even leaning into high competing and then taking themselves through a back casting exercise where they think about what they say to that to that reporter yeah. in 2030 about how they manage through this crucible. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time for this quick little conversation. You bet. I, yeah. think, I think this will be helpful. They're really so. good reminders. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And uh, always, as you always remember to reach out to us on our website, workwisdomllc.com. We want to end with a quote. This one's from JFK. Yeah. It's a good one. He said, when written in Chinese, the word crisis is composed of two characters. One represents danger and the other represents opportunity. Mm -hmm.